Hello and welcome to another episode of the Around the 412 Fantasy Football Show, a Thanksgiving Eve edition of the show. Uh, I'm your host, Smitty. With me, as always, are Drew and Joe. As you can see by Joe's attire, by my attire, the Penguins play tonight, so we were just coming to say hi. We'll talk to you guys next week. Let's go, Pans. What's going on, fellas? Hey, man. There's football tomorrow. It's a great time. Get stuff your face. Three games. Three games. Turkey sweats. Tomorrow is the best day of the year. Is there – what game out of the three do you guys think is going to be the best one? The first one. Really? I took Lions money line. Three-game winning streak, and they they always play up on Thanksgiving, so. I like it. I feel like that one's going to be high scoring, too. Yep. I'm not interested in the Patriots-Vikings, the late one. Neither am I. I don't think anybody is. That's why it's the late game. I, yeah. See, that's the one I wish was the best one, though. I yeah, but like, just me a personally. late game on Thanksgiving is like playing like a normal week at like two a.m. Like people eat dinner at like two o'clock, so to have like, yeah, the late game I actually on Thanksgiving, eat, like, I eat my meal at noon. Oh, so what time do you start your turkey? Damn, today. What time does my mom start it? Like, yeah, five or six in the morning, something like that. Uh. <laughs> Ricky, happy Thanksgiving. Ryan, uh, respect Kirk? Question mark. Christian no, Kirk. Prime sure. time. Prime time. That's a prime. Oh time yeah, he's done. Yeah, he's toast. Yeah. New England, whatever. New England with the points. New England is two and a half point dog, so I like them. Uh, all right, but let's jump into this. As always, starting with the injury stuff before we get any comments, questions, or concerns. Um, kicking it off with our boy, Kyle Pitts. Unfortunately, we're free. He suffered an MCL sprain. Um, to me, this is just putting me out of my misery, and I could just stop worrying about him the rest of the year. Just, it was probably one of my biggest misses I've ever had in fantasy. So, mm-hmm. moving on. Who knows if he plays anymore this year? Yeah, I mean, there's not too much else to say about. It. Like you said, it's kind of you were in that like a handcuffed position with him, where because of the upside and talent that he possesses himself, kind of had to play him, but. You know, in that offense, he wasn't doing anything. What was the most targets that he's had in a single game this year? Like seven? Uh, he's had decent targets here most of the time. He's really? The, okay. Most of the balls haven't been catchable. That's really – Well, the- yeah. I just – I also felt like he wasn't getting the volume a lot of, week, a lot of the weeks too. But. His highest target game was uh, week eight against Carolina. He had nine targets. But okay. um, he was over five targets like – yeah, Probably like seven yeah. out of the ten, seven out of the yeah, uh-huh. seven out. But of with 10. The, with the weapons that or lack of that are also there around him, you'd think he was in double digits all the time. Like, should be every week. But. Yeah, yeah. Except Marietta can't really throw, nope. so it's tough. All and right, uh, Ritter plays. We won't get to see how they link up now. Because it's probably too late. For True. Him. Yeah. Next year, though, I feel like you're going to be able to get pits in like the fifth or sixth round, and it's going to be really nice. And people are going to be so afraid of what happened this year that like it's going to be a good rebound for him. Like, I'm going to draft him. There. I'm going to draft yeah. him. Like, I'm already too deep. I'm just going to keep drafting him. Eventually, uh, another another show favorite, Justin Fields, shoulder yeah, injury. So yeah, my notes from the other day said most likely an AC joint sprain, and as of like two hours ago, it's confirmed that it is an AC joint sprain. Um, he wants to try to play through it, but apparently the, he's in like crazy amount of pain. So I don't know if he plays. I, I downgrade him significantly in my rankings because they play the Jets on top of that. I didn't put him week. in. Yeah. 
Yeah. I uh, I ranked him three. I think they shouldn't play him. Like, if you look at somebody, say, like Cam Newton, who they forced through, like, shoulder injuries with, like, a competitive Panthers team and, like, how it derailed his career. Um, yeah. Justin Fields is running a lot, not because that's all he can do, but that's all he has time to do with that offensive line. They're not going anywhere this year. He is your future. Protect the man. Like, protect him from himself. I mean, I think they said last week, like, he was apologizing to the defense because he felt like he lost the game. And they were like, shut up. You're not Zach Wilson. Like, calm down. I was just say, what a tale of two different uh, <laughs> 2021 quarterbacks there this past week. Uh, Derek, hello. I would appreciate if you changed that K to an H. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> moving on, uh, Joe Mixon, concussion happened against the Steelers. Uh, it didn't matter because Samaja P. Ryan, of course, was going to score three touchdowns. So, But going forward, what does this mean for Joe Mixon? Well, nonlinear injury, as we say every week. Yeah. He could play this week. It's a day-to-day thing. You got to see how he progresses throughout the week. He probably won't play at this point because I don't think there's been any positivity. The coach him. speak, they said that there's a chance that he does. I don't think that it's going to happen. Yeah, I don't think he will either. Did you guys have Mixon ranked? Did you rank him? I think that I, I did not. I, think I was that close I to putting P right in my top 20 just because of what he does yeah. as a receiver, but I didn't end up doing it. I ranked him, but I, I would just put P. Ryan right in his place if you would. You had him, like, in the low 20s then because it wasn't in their top 20. Who, me? Yes, you. Let me look. But, yeah, I don't I don't think he's going to play. They what are you a, doing, separate full rankings, Drew, other than the top 20 that we do? What do you mean? He goes to 25. I just thought I ranked uh, him, but I didn't. Okay. I didn't rank him. Yeah. He, ran, I he think, ranked Richard Nixon twice on accident. <laughs> I had, uh, I did have, I actually typed his name out, and then I realized I didn't have Rashad White in there, and I was like, I got to find a spot for him this week. So, oh my God, yeah. Uh, next injury would be Kadarius Tony. Tony. This yeah. is yeah. The Chiefs are having a ton of fun with their receivers recently. Yeah, this is like a regular thing with him. Last year, he had a lot of soft tissue injuries. You so. mean he wasn't faking the injury earlier this season when he was hurt? I mean, I it was know. a little suspect that as soon as he got traded, he was like 100%, but, you know. For like a day? Yeah. Anyways, last year, the same thing. So this is probably going to linger all year. He'll be in and out of the lineup. It was kind of disappointing, though, too, because he, he did nothing even before he got hurt, which a lot of people thought he would boom. So tough one again. Um, a popular player on the injury updates, which is never a good thing, Mike Williams. So, yeah, he aggravated his high ankle sprain. So I, I expect him to miss time again. It could be longer at this point because they put him in for a quarter and it came right back and got worse. So Mike Williams, um, who knows when we'll see him again. But Josh Palmer really boomed last week. And I'm wondering if he's taking over as Herbert's top guy because, like, even Keenan Allen, like, he, he outplayed him, in my opinion, based on the eye test. I ranked Josh Palmer 15th because I didn't think either one was going to play. Ooh. And it worked out Oh, really you mean well. last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was like, oh, yeah, they're not really going to do anything with those two. They got to throw it to somebody, yeah. and then they threw I it to I him anyway. Palmer at 24. I'm what did 12. he end up as? Wide receiver what? Had to be top 12. Let me see. It, yeah, it was definitely up there. Um, last week... Palmer was three, 30.6 points. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Eight receptions on 10 targets, 106 yards, two tutties. Oh, I didn't realize he scored a second one. That's why. Mm -hmm. 
What a dog. Yeah, we were. I remember just a few weeks ago, like when those injuries were happening to Williams and Allen, we were discussing like because DeAndre Carter up to that point had kind of looked like the guy with more flash. Right. Yeah. He's hurt well, too. Josh Palmer. Of course he is. Uh, Matthew Stafford. Yeah, this one's weird. I, I brought up a couple weeks ago. Was it, or was it last week or was it the week before? I think last um, week. Everything has run together since the year 2020. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, it was the first episode last year. <laughs> if it was last week, it's even worse, though, because we were talking about him being in the concussion protocol and they were acting really weird about it. And I was, he was in the concussion. It was last week. Yeah. It was so okay. sus to me. And I was like, what the hell's going on? But now they're saying that he doesn't even have a concussion. He has a neck strain. So it's like, it's giving me like Zach. Remember like the Crosby vibes whenever he was like concussed yes. all the time, but it was like really like a neck thing. It mm-hmm. feels like something like that. Yeah. Well, he's already out this week as of like an hour ago. So um, that update there. David Steckel. Perkins. Bryce Perkins, uh, baby. Is that is that who Bryce it is? Perkins, yeah. Bryce Perkins. Wow. That was one of my updates for today. Yeah. So. Is. Is John Wolford hurt, or is it just Wolford's hurt as well? Yeah. Okay, um, he's on IR, I think. I don't know oh. if they've put him there oh. yet. I don't. But they did pull someone up from the practice squad. Um, Perkins went five for ten last week. He seems to be more of like a little bit of a runner, which will be interesting for that offense. Yeah. Um. So he was a transfer into the University of Virginia senior year, threw for thirty five hundred yards, twenty two touchdowns, ran seven hundred sixty nine yards, eleven touchdowns as a senior. Mm-hmm. Um, Played against so, Pitt. I was sad. Mm-hmm. I know the name because he was at Virginia. Yep. <sighs> okay. Um, but yeah, that this might be. This is crazy to think about looking at the Rams' season this year and thinking they just won the Super Bowl in February. This has to like, be the worst Super Bowl like hangover team probably since the Steelers in '05. Yeah, I mean it's not just like bad because of performance, like the injuries that they're suffering too. Like everything about this team has just been insane. It's kind of funny though because the Lions have their pick and they're like doing better, but they're still going to pick really high because the Rams are doing so bad. Yeah. Um, and then the last one, I'm assuming this is Wandale Robinson. Yeah. He tore his ACL. ACL. Yeah. Yep. He's done for the year. Uh, speaking of bad luck, the Giants wide receiver room, unbelievable. They can't figure it out. Yeah. Who would you rather have the chargers receivers or <laughs> the Giants? Like OBJ, yeah, the chart, the chargers with receivers and defensive backs or, the Giants receivers. OBJ's coming back to them. That would be cool for like a storyline perspective and stuff. Wait, was he? When was his last year there? Like four years ago. So yeah, I'm it was like he, after it was before Cleveland. So. Was it the same year as Daniel Jones? So he never played with Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. He said he wants to come back because he misses Saquon like their boys. Mm. Okay. He signs with Dallas now for a one year deal. I bet you he signs with the Giants in the offseason. Just the way he's talking. I don't think he's going to play this year. I don't think he's healthy enough. I mean, you said that he probably wouldn't be ready for, like, till December, like, optimistically. So, it's like, yeah. at that point, like. Except people on Twitter told me that we should trade Deontay Johnson ahead of the season and sign OBJ because he was going to be ready week one. Well, I mean, they wouldn't be doing much different, but that's for another story <laughs> for a different day. Yeah, I mean, if they're not throwing him the ball, who cares anyway, but. Uh, all right, non-injury, the, better news. Let's not talk about guys getting hurt anymore. Non-injury-related headlines to come out of week 11. 
Um, I was able to get my mom's stuffing recipe from her, uh, so that's Huge. looking really good yep. for for this week. Are um, you hosting? Thank for you. Thanks, we are hosting a small little cohort of people, so it's a group of four. So can see oh, okay. be the turkey super show. Um, pumpkin pie martinis though, let's be good stuff. Um, so a couple of things. Um, big headline for this week is that Jamar Chase is looking like he's going to return this week. So he had that hip injury, but it's looking like he's going to play against the Titans. The Bengals have gone two and one in that span. Really juicy matchup if you're Should thinking about it. Um, yeah, not really. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tennessee's been giving up like a lot of numbers against wide receivers, 43.8 points, which is the highest um, in PPR in the last three weeks. Um, combine that with Joe Mixon potentially going through the protocol. I think it's a big week for the Bengals passing offense, which Joe Burrow has been kind of lighting it up lately. So do you guys think he's going to be out there fully, or do you think they're going to slow him and ease him back in? Um, thoughts on like how they're going to do it. I know rankings you know wise, what? I had him like in the mid teens just cause I didn't know how much they would use him. But this, this, this actually would have made sense to me as a tender because I'm actually of the mindset that T Higgins is the number one receiver there for the rest of the season. So we could do that as my DFS lineup because that was what I was going to say, and I have T Higgins in my lineup. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, well, anyway, um, I, I still do think, obviously, Chase is going to be a big part of that offense, but I just think he's not going to be 100% coming back. I think in his time off, you've seen Burrow go to T Higgins more and realize this guy is a number one weapon. I think that that just continues the rest of the season while Chase isn't 100%. So at least the rest of this season, I like Higgins more than Chase. Which is so funny, too, because just as, like, Steelers fans, I've seen a lot of, like, oh, well, they were missing their best player. And it was, like, Higgins is not, like, some bum. Like, dude okay. was a dog, at, like, at Clemson. Like, he's been a dog for them. Like, at, if you look at games that they've both been healthy, he's outperformed Chase. And we one of my One of my worst uh, misses probably of all time is T. Higgins in the draft. Because I didn't, I didn't like him coming out. I thought he was, like, his game was super well-rounded, but I didn't think he did anything at, like, an elite level. And you're always looking for like at least that one elite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to the Eagles, he's a ball player. For missing on him and Jefferson at the same time, since they took Rager over both of them now. Yeah, that's pretty tough. Yeah, but you know, what? I mean, Higgins was basically a first rounder. He was the first pick of round two. So yeah, I mean, people did it this year though. They took Kyle Pitts over T. Higgins. So it's tough. All right, um, so that was the one big headline. I think the other big thing that's come out today um, is just the QB carousel that's happening right now. So if we look, uh, there was three quarterbacks, one we've already talked about, that may be getting their first starts this week. Um, so Houston announced that Kyle Allen's going to be taking over for Davis Mills. Um, Fifth-year guy, spent some time with Carolina and Washington. Best season in Carolina, he threw for 3,322 3, yards, 17 touchdowns in 2019. He will run a little bit, but not really that much. I don't think that there's much from a fantasy perspective personally for Kyle Allen. Um, but what do you guys think about this for somebody like Brandon Cooks, who's kind of struggled this season, who was like a mid-round pick that people felt was like pretty safe, who's underperformed, lost his captaincy. Do you think he could potentially turn it around um, with this QB switch? I'm going to let Drew go because I'm looking something up real quick. I've kind of been out on Brandon Cook since he was in his feelings and trying to sit out. Like he kind of feels like Allen Robinson his last year with the Bears, where he just wants to move on and just this season's a wash for him, in my opinion. So I do think that it's possible, just looking back at that that year that you mentioned in Carolina, um, they did have two thousand yard receivers that year. One of them was Christian McCaffrey, obviously out of the backfield. But DJ Moore, eighty seven receptions, eleven hundred yards, four touchdowns. But I don't know that it's 
to your point, Brandon Cooks, I would look at a guy like a Nico Collins potentially to, to rise above and end up being the number one option in that passing attack. I just think that that organization and Brandon Cooks are just so far apart with where they want to be. I'm yeah, surprised he's still on the roster. Is, is Nico Collins already the two? Or is he like a yeah. like a okay? Because I was gonna say that would be interesting since if Allen was getting those like backup reps with Collins, but if he's already starting, then it, it's an interesting way they could play out. I, I have Nico Collins on Dynasty, so I'm here for that. Oh really? Yeah, I have yeah. him in Dynasty League as well. This is a tank. Um, go they're ahead. just tanking to get the number one pick, and then they're gonna draft a quarterback, and we're all just gonna move on. Yeah, I I'm tr- I'm just trying to find something to come out of out of this. And I think it is, yeah, like Nico Collins, who is second on the team in receiving and yards behind Cooks. He does have the highest average, but I'm looking at the last couple of games. I think it was just last, yeah, five receptions in each of the last two games. He scored a touchdown in one of those, been targeted seven times in both of them. I mean, to me, that's the probably the one guy to circle and see if anything comes of this. Yeah, it's good, like, uh, like hold yeah. on your bench, see what happens as a stash, and then if it doesn't work out, then you can always just drop him. Cool. South Houston. Um, the other big one, um, Zach, the mom, Hunter Wilson, also getting the pine treatment. So Mike White will be replacing him. Um, he kind of took the fantasy world by storm last year in his first start uh, in 2021, 405 yards, three touchdown game. Um, but then he had the injuries the following couple of weeks and that pretty much derailed the season. Um, the Jets have been struggling greatly, really, since Brees Hall went down, which, I mean, very dynamic player, understandable. But I'm pretty excited about this for someone like Garrett Wilson, who has been vocal um, but not disrespectful to the level of Elijah Moore. But you could tell that, like, Wilson's kind of taken over that room, wants to be a leader. Do you think that um, Mike White can make some things happen for the receiving options in the passing game? I almost wish it was Joe Flacco. You know, as a as somebody that has Elijah Moore, not that Elijah Moore was really doing much. I think probably Garrett Wilson would be the biggest beneficiary here. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I guess I just need to see it play out with Mike White. I mean, he looked OK at times last year, but not necessarily with obviously Garrett Wilson wasn't on the roster at that point. Um, yeah, I don't I don't I don't I don't know what to say about this other than if it was Joe Flacco, I'd feel better about the weapons around him. I wonder why they didn't go back to Flacco, too, because it's not like he played. Bad. He's old. He's old. Yeah. They want to see what Mike White has. I, I actually like this for Michael Carter. He was a dump-off machine with Michael Carter last year. His he big was. games came in Mike White. I think that he could be a yeah. sneaky guy to own in this situation. But they're still, team, like, it's tough. Football. It's tough because the Jets are, like, they have a decent record. Like, so how do you balance trying to find out if this guy is anything or, and, you know, in winning football games? Because probably Flacco, to me, I would think gives them the best shot to win football games right now. Yeah, I would have thought the same thing. It's very interesting. I did like what Robert Saleh had to say about it and, like, the his approach. It was like, we need him to reset. We plan on using him again this year, but, like, we needed to get things together, yeah. um, which is pretty ballsy. I mean, they're in the thick of the playoff on Every team yeah. in that division is over 500 or at 500, right? So it's like yeah. you don't have a lot of wibble room. Um, but, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, I'm optimistic, I think. Drew, to your point, I do like Michael Carter. I forget what the specific number was, but I saw it was like 30% of his passes ended up being dump-offs to the running back in the game, that big game that he had. Um, so that could be pretty huge. Um, but I think Garrett Wilson could get some love as well. So um, see what happens. All right, so that's the big ones there. So let's get our Tinder on real quick. Nothing like the night before the 
Thanksgiving to get into Tinder. So if you haven't been a part of the show before, each week we select three profiles um, that we would like to kind of talk through and see how we're feeling about them. So if we like what's happening, you'll see the, the Tinder board pop up. If we like what's going on, we're feeling it. We want a little bit extra of them yams. We're going to give it that swipe right. You'll see the green heart pop up on the right-hand side. If we're not feeling it, if it's that, uh, that dish that you hate, you're just going to give it the no, which will pop up with the red X. So our first profile is going to be Traylon Burks, popular waiver wire, the candidate this week. He posted his first wide receiver one performance of his young career, finished his wide receiver 12, went for seven receptions, 111 yards, and seems poised to take over the wide receiver one role for the Titans now that he's recovered from the injuries that he suffered in the middle of the season. So um, what do you all think about Traylon Burks rest of the season? Are you going cold Berkey? Love the name, by the way. I feel like I'm going to be more brief, so I'll go first. Um, I do. I, I mean, I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of Traylon Burks as a player, but I just think the opportunity is too great there. Uh, there's not really another – like, they've tried, you know, bringing in Robert Woods. Obviously, he was coming off an ACL tear. Um, but it's not like they have a great passing attack to begin with, but if any receiver is going to separate in that room, it's obviously going to be the guy they spent a first-round pick on. They're happy to have him back and healthy. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of what he can bring fantasy-wise the rest of the season. I swipe right as well. Um, I've been on Burks since the draft. For some reason, I just I like him. I know that Zach, you didn't like him. We talked about this in depth. I just think that he's like a big physical receiver, and I I think he looks like AJ Brown in terms of like his physical play. And I want him to be similar to that. Obviously, we saw what he did with Tennessee the last few years. I'm concerned about his snap share yet. Um, he was only at 55 percent only a 57% route participation, but he had eight targets. So it looks like when he is on the field that they want to target him. So I'm hoping that that continues. And uh, he was shadowed by Jair Alexander for majority of that game last week. And he was successful um, against him and he's a top tier corner. So I'm just hoping that that continues. Yeah. Um, I also, I guess I'm in on it. I don't think that he's, he's like a flex play for me. I don't think he's going to be like a league winner type. Um, yeah. I don't think he's to the talent of AJ Brown, which is funny. Like I know going into the season, I was very, I don't think AJ Brown is that great. And like, he's completely just like shut me up. Um, but it's weird. Like they don't really use woods in the way that I thought he would uh, be utilized. Um, he gets used on like punt returns and all this stuff, which you would think like somebody that's like a little bit more seasoned wouldn't get those opportunities. Um, I feel like Tannehill, like his best years were probably a couple years ago. He's like a serviceable game manager, but he's not going to be putting up a lot of yards. Um, Burks has had at least um, five targets in four out of the six games that he's played. Um, and then that's trending upward um, in the last couple weeks. He also has a pretty decent playoff schedule. Um, so definitely somebody, if that they were available on waivers, I don't have any problems with picking him up. Um, but uh, I have him ranked what uh, for this week. Um, let me see where I've got him. I'm at him at like 24. So he's like a fringe wide receiver too. Um, but yeah, I mean, good things looking ahead. And I think, from like a dynasty perspective, definitely nice to see that like he is making plays, like especially like and he was one of the first wide receivers off the board um, in your dynasty draft. So, um, so definitely something good there. I have him at 26. So that fits with the, the high end flex play. Yeah. I didn't, go I, ahead, didn't, I didn't rank him. That's just because I do think that he is risky. Um, we'll <laughs> that a little bit later, but 
there's a lot of guys that I felt like you could ensure that they're definitely going to have better production in the top 25. So that's why I didn't rank them. But I, I think that he has boom uh, potential. Um, Connor says pick one flex full PPR. Gabe Davis, Sutton, DPJ, Swift, P. Ryan, Rashad White, Kareem Hunt. Jamar Chase is currently in my lineup as well. Just hard with a bunch of Thursday games. Can I take this one? No. <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> I don't think Leonard Fournette's going to play this week, so I think you would hammer Rashad White in your lineup if he doesn't play. I, I'm pretty sure he, he's not going to play. His hip pointer, I just got an alert like 20 minutes ago. That's why he wasn't on the injury list, that he's mm-hmm. dealing with significant pain with his hip pointer yet. So the- They said that in order for him to play, he needs to show that he can run at full speed, which he has not been able to do yet. Yeah. I, ah. I, so. Not that I relish in injuries, but Rashad White season. You're being like, like a villain there. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you look at some of the uh, these other names. This is a solid list, by the way, I feel yeah. like. A lot of yeah. The, the part that confused me, so Jamar Chase, like, is he part of this equation, though? Is in my Jam- lineup as well? I think he's comparing the P. Ryan, double dipping for the Bengals. He's already in the lineup. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, to me, it's like... I think that, like, players that I would immediately rule out, um, Peoples-Jones, I don't think that I have ranked this week, no. Uh, So he's out for me. Swift isn't getting enough touches right now, so, like, that's an out. Kareem Hunt, they have a tough matchup on the ground anyway, so, like, to me, that's an out. Um, Gabe Davis, they actually have a really good matchup this week, so that's somebody that I would consider. Um, So... Uh, Detroit is always like kind of like trash on defense um, and they're giving up the most points to quarterbacks um, in the last three weeks. Um, a big part of that's been on the ground too. Dan- Daniel Jones has ran for a touchdown. You had the Justin Fields two touchdowns um, that he ran for as well, um, but they're still a top 10 matchup. So Gabe Davis would be there for me as an option. Um, Sutton being really the only receiver worth the shit in Denver right now, but they just don't score enough points for me to feel confident with him. Um, so I would probably go, Jamar Chase one, Rashad White two, Gabe Davis would be my third choice out of the players that are listed. That's what I'm saying. If if Jamar Chase is part of this, nothing else matters. Uh, But assuming that that he isn't and he's just in your lineup regardless, and that was a point about Piran, I'm with you. It's Rashad White, Gabe Davis right behind him. Rashad White has more of a guaranteed target share if Fournette doesn't play. And Davis has been up and down all year, has been killing me. That's what he does. I could just see tomorrow just being Stefan Diggs just going completely nuts and then eating a turkey leg after the game. Just because they like shunned him in the last game kind of thing? Yeah. All right. So our second profile, I think we all swiped right on the rest of season for Burks, um, which to be expected, I guess. All right. So our next profile here um, is Jamal Williams. Last week he had 17 carries for 64 yards and three touchdowns. This put him to 12 touchdowns on the year. Um, it's weird because DeAndre Swift, he came in pretty high profile um, pick in fantasy is like a round two guy. Still doesn't seem to have a role as he continues to return down, uh, return from injuries that he's been working his way through. Um, so how are you guys feeling um, rest of the season on Wishbone Williams? 
I just, it's, I mean, we're at this point in the season already, so it's like hard to say all of a sudden he's just not going to continue to produce these touchdowns the way that he has week in and week out. But it's just like touchdowns are such a fluty thing. You know what I mean? Like, and if he doesn't get them, he's obviously not going to be nearly as valuable as what he has been. I like going back to last week, no doubt in my mind, he's going to continue to to get more touches than DeAndre Swift for Dan Campbell because he just seems like the more Dan Campbell and Deuce Staley type of running back. But I don't know that he's going to continue to score at the rate that he is right now, rest of the season. Sure. For some reason, there's always a running back every year that just comes out of nowhere and scores like 18 to 20 touchdowns. Last year it was James Conner. I was just saying. I think that yeah. Jamal Williams is the guy this year. I, I think that he's going to continue to score yeah. at the rate. And then next year he's just going to be overdrafted and irrelevant. So I, I'm going to keep riding him in my lineups. He's currently, he's currently uh, running back 13 on the year. Um, in total points, so he had like eighteen carries last week, right? Something he had like seventeen. That. Yeah, um, I don't think he, he had any receptions or targets. So he's exclusively like the runner for that team, but he gets all of the goal line work. Um, I do like his matchup a lot this week against Buffalo. Buffalo's been pretty horrendous on defense in the last couple of weeks. They're actually the uh, one of the worst teams. Um, yeah, they're the second worst defense in football in terms of fantasy-wise um, the last three weeks. They're giving up 26.8 points to running backs um, in PPR. I think he's going to have a, himself a nice little turkey day. Um, so the wishbone, you're getting that bigger piece of it. I like Williams this week. I'm a little bit more bearish on him for the rest of the season just because of the lack of receiving work. Um, but I have him ranked pretty high this week, I substantially higher than what you guys had. So um, I have him ranked at uh, – 10. I have RB10. I think he's going to find the end zone and have himself a good week. So I thought um, that Buffalo was doing better recently against the run when Matt Milano came back. I, I thought they did pretty well against Chubb last week, didn't they? They did. Um, Chubb didn't have a lot of yards on the ground, but um, yeah, they. Uh, I think that's going to start to correct itself because they were struggling with injuries. Yeah, maybe we'll see. Um, I but, still I still like them for this week, though. Yeah. Well, I think, too, just because they've been so porous against the air as well, if they get close and then the red zone, like, that's Jamal yeah. territory. So yeah. I, I'm banking on him getting a TD. Um, but that's why you play the game. All right. So do we never – just a quick yes or no. I don't know if we've ever talked about it. So are we on a I'm yes? No. You're I'm no. no. Okay. Yeah. Drew, yes or no? I was yes. You're a yes. All right. I'm going to say no as well. Um, but for this week, I'm a yes. But – it's just a one-time wolf fling. All right, so our last profile for the day um, is the one, the only, the Naj father himself, Najee Harris. Um, he's been considered a bust candidate for the first half of the season, but he seems to finally be coming into form. He's rushed for 90 yards or more in each of the last two games and was running back number three in full PPR last week. Um, so is it harvest season for Harris? Yeah, I, I guess the question is, what is the ceiling that you're expecting from him at this point? Because I don't think he's going to return like RB1 value going forward, but I think like it'll be like a lead winner. But I feel safe about him being an RB2 for your teams now. For example, like with me, I have uh, I'm thankful that I also is thankful Thanksgiving tomorrow uh, have Saquon Barkley on my roster. So Najee can be settling and be that RB2. 
Um, he just looks more refreshed and like a better running back since the bye week. I know he was dealing with that foot injury. He said it hasn't been something that's bothered him even prior to the bye week, but I really think he needed that bye week to reset everything, not just the injury, but mentally. We saw like, I don't think he's all of a sudden going to have much better vision, but he looks more explosive for sure. He looks more decisive with his cuts. He's actually getting to the outside, not just trying to get to the outside like he was, but not actually getting there. Um, he just he just looks like a more effective player. I think he is somebody that you can feel confident putting in your lineups. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's that simple. The eye test. He just looks like a completely different player the last two weeks. I actually think he has RB one upside. He has to get in the end zone for that to pay off. But his target share has gone up in the passing game at least this last week with Jalen Warren out. I expect Jalen Warren to miss some time, especially when they brought in Master Teague today that's that's almost indicating that you don't expect warren to be playing much and he had six targets last week Najee did if he continues to have that high of a target share each week he's gonna pay off for you yeah i don't think that he's gonna return that rb1 value i think it slides into more of where zach is saying and i think the hard part about him to score touchdowns is he's not really the home run hitter kind of guy that's gonna break off a 70 yard run and the Steelers' offense sucks so bad that they're not going to be like in the twenty yards or closer to play every like very frequently in the red zone. And then when they do, they're going to like try to run like a flea flicker or something stupid. Um, so RB one, it would be low end. I I actually think that the offense is going to take a step now. I just I felt like they looked really good in the first half. I'm just hoping that they can consistently do that. If they don't, obviously he's yeah screwed. Yeah, but, but I think that he he is a guy that will probably give you around like eight to 10 points a game, maybe get you a touchdown here and there. So um, I'm probably going to stay on the no side. He has um, a solid matchup going forward. That's the main thing though. Atlanta, Carolina, he'll have the Browns. Yeah. In the year. I, it's just the two Baltimore games. And then this week against Indy, you have to worry about. I'm just bearish on Matt Canada's offense. And then also the health of Mason Cole. We saw what that did to the offensive line when yeah. he went out in the second half. So I feel like yeah. those, that's like almost even more important than, what Canada's doing. Yeah. Do we have updates on that? Actually, It sounds like he's going to be able to play through it, but like he's been back I was all told, year. Yeah. yeah. I was told it's, it, he's going to need surgery in the off season. He's playing through this. I don't know exactly what it is, but is he, is it a midfoot? Is it a list Frank injury? I, I don't know. That's crazy. If he's playing on it. Yeah. I don't know. All right. So cool. So good swipes. Hopefully you guys don't get on that late night after the biggest party night of the year <laughs> and uh, swipe some more, but uh, we're going to move on. So um, next segment is our only fantasy um, portion of the show. So every week we select one um, player in the league that we think is going to have a really nice uh, week. Um, so we'll kick things off by saying how we did in the previous week, um, let you know how that goes. Um, and then we'll let you know who our only fantasy subscription of the week is going to be um, in true fashion. We will start with the king of only fantasy, Mr. Johannes. All right. I pick, oh, what? <laughs> Respect me. Um, I went with David Montgomery last week. He had uh, 17 carries for 67 yards and a touchdown, and he added three receptions for 54 yards for 21.1 fantasy points. So that's pretty solid. Um, this week I am, I almost went with Latavius Murray and then Joe checked me. I just, a friend. yeah, I still 
think he might be good because there's just no one else. Russ sucks, and their whole running back room is just gone besides him. But I went with Traylon Burks. Who you didn't rank. Yes. <laughs> this, this really could just be really, really good or just like really, really bad. I could see him scoring five points, like two receptions for 30 yards or really popping off. So I'm, I'm hoping that I'm on the Christian Watson week one where he blew up with three touchdowns side of this. I just felt like he looked good recently, and I he hasn't scored a touchdown. Has he scored yet this year? I don't even know. If not, um, very do. You know who hasn't? Deontay Johnson. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Hey, but you know what? His open score was pretty high, so that gives you fantasy totally. points, right? Traylon's due though. He's gonna score this week. No TDs. Yeah, no TDs. He's going to score this week. If he doesn't, then my only fantasy is going to be a flop this week. But I just – I thought Ryan Tannehill looked good last week. And even though he pissed me off and he hit the over on his passing yards and killed my parlay, I expect another big week out of him. And Because they're going to have to shoot with uh, Cincinnati. They're going to be putting up a lot of points. They're going to be throwing the ball. And I think Traylon is the guy that he's been looking for. So and their defense sucks. So they could be getting a lot of garbage time stuff too. Yeah. Yeah, so Traylon Burks, hopefully uh, he hits for the first time this year. I think the scary thing, honestly, for the Burks play is if they get blown out like early and then Malik Willis comes in. Yeah. I mean, that's happened to them this year. Tennessee's defense is not the best, but I feel like Mike Brable always has them playing up in these bigger games. Like you saw what they did against Buffalo, they were in it, they're always in it against Kansas City. I think that it's just going to be they're going to play up. It's going to be a high-scoring game, and it'll be close. And I'm hoping Traylon's the receiver that Tannehill keeps looking for. Dope. All right, Zach, who are you subscribing to this week? Uh, well, last week I went with Devin Singletary. Um, it was a snow game. You guys talked me out of picking DPJ, not knowing if it was going to take place in Buffalo or Detroit. So I settled on Devin Singletary. Uh, he had 18 carries for 86 yards and a touchdown, just two receptions for 11 yards in the passing game. But still, with what he did on the ground, pretty solid fantasy day. What's funny is literally like him and Peoples Jones had like a half of a point difference from each other or something like that. Like they yeah, were yeah. neck and neck. So either way, I picked like 17 points, something like that. Um, this week, I am going against the Steelers with Harris Campbell receiver of the Indianapolis Colts uh, with what he's done the last couple of weeks since Jeff Saturday took over and Matt Ryan was inserted back into the lineup. He has seven receptions for 76 yards and a touchdown on nine targets, five receptions, 67 yards on six targets. I just, I'm not saying that he is Matt Ryan's wide receiver one. I don't think that or anything like that, I but do. with what we've seen the last couple of weeks, really, if you're not going to say it, I'll, I'll sack up. I, okay. I think that he's just been looking for him more than he was Michael Pittman. And we always say that, Matt Ryan has his guy, and for some reason recently he's been the one that he's been looking looking towards. Yeah. So. yeah, I feel like it's been pretty even. I just don't think they have like any tight end option. And like, what's the been surprise for me is that Paris Campbell kind of did what everybody thought that uh, Alec Burks was going to do. And or Alec, Alec Pierce, Pierce, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excuse me, uh, Alec Pierce, and it's just like Paris Campbell was like kind well, of forgotten about guy, and now all of a sudden he's like wide receiver two for him. What's funny is that's a guy I wanted to bring up. I didn't have the nuts to pick him as my only fantasy guy, but 
Alec Pierce, like Tomlin talked about him a lot, and he just seems like the type of athlete that could give the Steelers defensive backs a lot of trouble. You mean Robert um, Spillane? But they have a Irwin. lot of those guys. Like that Irwin guy that looked like he was 40 years old and he was going to throw last week? No, Pierce is a ridiculous athlete. Yeah, he's good. Uh, but I just – I look at this receiver room, and it, while they don't, like, jump off the page to you, they have a lot of good athletes that I think could cause some problems for the Steelers defensive backs. It's going to be tough. I think Jonathan Taylor's just going to run it down our throats a lot. I think they're going to be throwing the ball a lot, but we'll see what happens. Cool. All right, so that leaves it to me. Last week I picked uh, Dak Prescott, who I think would have had a great game if Minnesota would have tried at least a little bit. Um, but they got up like super early in the game and then like pretty much just stopped throwing the ball. He went 22 for 25, 276 and two touchdowns, 20.6 points, which was a QB 10 finish. Um, but that game was over by like the first quarter. Like it was absolute slaughterhouse. In it was Minnesota, over I couldn't drive. believe it. First drive. I can't believe it. So um, this week I'm going with Rashad White. Um, they were on a bye last week, but in the week prior, he had 22 carries for 105 against Seattle. Um, like we said, Leonard Fournette's banged up. I think he does miss the game with the hit pointer that he's dealing with. Cleveland's allowed 34.4 points per game to RBs in the last three weeks. And I always like Tom Brady coming out of the bye week. I feel like he's going to be refreshed. I feel like that offense is going to be clicking a little bit with that extra time. Um, and I think that Rashad White, I think he had a little bit of a coming out party uh, two weeks ago against Seattle, but I think he's going to have himself a day. So as we all know, whenever I pick, they're not. So sorry, Rashad White. Yeah, you ruined this. This could have been your he's, moment. No, he's going to have a you big to my boy. Look what you did to my boy. He'll have a big week. All right, Drew, hit us with some DFS, my man. Rashad White's going to have a big week because he's my RB1 <laughs> DFS. I don't need to continue talking about him. We know what he's going to do this week. My RB2, Jeff Wilson Jr. Love that. He's playing Houston. I've been picking on them in DFS every single week. As soon as I pull up my lineup, I just say, okay, who's playing Houston this week? And then I look at the price, and Jeff Wilson at 5,900 is just a scam. Like, it makes no sense. And then at quarterback, I went with Geno Smith. It's going to be a rare Geno Smith stack with Tyler Lockett. Oh, wow. What? Tyler oh, Lockett and wow. I. You sell out. Tyler Lockett and I have made amends. <laughs> he actually DM'd me and said, what's your beef with me? And I said, you know what? You've been crushing me for the past five years. But you know what? It's Thanksgiving. I respect you. You're going to be in my this life. fraud. He said he hasn't had a big game in a while. He's due. Yes. Tyler Lockett. And then uh, wide receiver two, T. Higgins. I already discussed this earlier. I think that he's the guy. And I think Jamar Chase, coming off that injury, he might be a little bit of a decoy this week. I think T. Higgins is still going to be the guy that's going to receive the ball from Joe Burrow. And then wide receiver three, I went with Terry McLaurin. Hmm. I like Target the monster against- with Heineke too. Yep, and I like the matchup against Atlanta. Um, all I wrote for Terry McLaurin is that he's him. Otherwise, I just <laughs> he's him. So I, I I think he'll have a big week. And then I paid up for, at tight end this week. That's part of the reason why I paid down and went with Tyler Lockett and Geno Smith because they were lower priced. Mark Andrews hasn't had a big week in a while, and I think that he's just due. They play Jacksonville this week. I think that he'll have a big game. He's been banged up too, so hopefully yeah. he's getting healthier. Yeah, I, I like him this week. I, I'm starting to see that it's really difficult to 
do well in fantasy this year unless you have a stud tight end. Travis Kelsey's just been destroying it. Three touchdowns again last week. The distance between Kelsey and Andrews is like the distance between Andrews and like Dulcich right now. Yeah, it's insane. So how many stud tight ends are there are there even? One and a half. Yeah. Yeah. You have to start Andrews and Kelsey and DFS every week. It's just that's just how it is because they're outscoring everyone else by what's so uh what's Pat's price? Um so I he's not on the main slate, so I didn't Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Monday. of Monday night. Yeah, but I can but, typ- but typically though, is he typically like a top five price tight end? Yeah. Okay. So this week he is That's Kenny's guy, man. It's crazy, but like Deontay Johnson legitimately might be Kenny's third option in this offense. He is his third option, without a doubt. <laughs> like, makes no sense, but he's actually tenth this week, which is pretty decent price. Wow, thousand, yeah. For the targets that he's getting, no, that's not bad at all. Um, George Kittle's up at fifty three hundred, and he's been really good since the last few weeks. Too. I know my belly button's almost free, baby. Yeah, yeah. So I uh, went with Andrews. Bounce back week for him. In my flex, I went with Traylon Burks. Already discussed him. He's only priced at forty two hundred. So if he does boom, that's that's the type of play that's going to hit you with some money. Yeah. And then uh, this was actually the easiest thing ever because they haven't they haven't calculated pricing obviously because they do it the week before. The Chiefs against the Rams this week with Bryce Perkins. They were the fifteenth price defense. It was just free. Everybody's probably going to have them, though, right? I mean, they should. And if they're the high-scoring defense, it really doesn't matter if everybody has them because you're getting the most points. And you got to think that they're going to play really well. Um, Just a recap from last week. Two weeks ago, we crushed it. Not so much last week. This is probably the worst DFS lineup that I have had in like two years last week. Don't say that out loud. It's It happens, though. I had Daniel Jones. He was good. Isaiah Pacheco is mid. Devin Singletary was good. And then the rest of the way, it was just garbage. Tyler Boyd, Justin Jefferson did nothing. Trey McBride had six points. CD. And then the Steelers failed to color us jerseys with a whopping zero fantasy points for DFS last week. Total score of 103 points. It was tough. Tough. Unbelievable. We'll bounce back this week. Oh, look at this timing. Is that it, guys? I think that's Good all we show. got, man. Thankful for everybody that's been tuning in. Hope you all have Good a show, compact show. And don't yeah. drink and drive tonight. Please take an Uber. I know it's a big party night, but just be smart out there. And don't text while you do it either, even if you aren't drunk. I say, wait a minute. <laughs> don't you only advocating that if they're going to drunk drive, don't text? Well, no, I, I was adding. I'm glad, I'm glad that you clarified. Yes. Go like. Every single time he suspects someone that they're texting and driving, he's in their DMs. Recording or... a video. Yeah. Don't do it. I'll find you. Yeah. Um, yeah. As Joe said, though, uh, as we all say, we are very thankful that you guys tune into this show, um, watching or listening back, whatever you guys might be doing. We appreciate the support. Leave us a like, subscribe to the channel, leave us a comment, all that good stuff. Wherever you guys are listening to this, if you can leave a five-star review as well on that platform, please be sure to do so in the bio slash, I mean, not bio description of these shows. You will see links to two separate GoFundMes. Uh, One of ours, of course, year five 
rocking around the 412 is well underway. We actually got about three weeks left of accepting donations. Uh, you guys can get involved. The link is right there. The link is, is you can go to GoFundMe directly, type in Rock Around the 412. It's our pinned tweet on Twitter. Very easy to find. Uh, brief summary, uh, the mission, last five years, we've raised over $23,000 to go directly to providing Christmas to kids in our areas that otherwise would not have that Christmas. Uh, Tyler and I were very fortunate growing up. We realized the circumstances that we had compared to the other circumstances of some of our friends around us and just people in the area. Not everybody's in the same position. Um, so to be able to provide that type of Christmas that we had growing up to as many people as possible means a ton to us. So we appreciate all the support. Get involved if you can. At least share it. Donate if you're able to. Going along with that, one of the Rock Around the 412 kids, Isla Keen, the two-year-old daughter of my late friend Dalton Keen. Um, obviously, there's a ton of burden that's been put on that family. We can help out with the financial part of that. So that's what we're doing. Uh, it's raised over $33,000 since it was started up, which is great. We want to keep it going. It's been open. It's going to be open for I don't know how long. Um, but the link to that is there as well. Donate anything that you can. Uh, Isla and that family is going to need it. I cannot wait to share pictures and videos of Isla and all the kids opening up gifts on Christmas because of you guys. So Thank you very much. I will continue to talk about this on a weekly basis until we stop taking donations, which isn't an exact date yet. So be in touch on that. Uh, but other than that, for Smitty, for Drew, for Joe, we wish you guys a very happy Thanksgiving with family and friends. Eat up. Eat the W, unless you're playing one of us. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs>